welcome to episode 402 of The Lab. I'm Brad Barton. I'm Phil Barton. This is one, or the second one, in our series on Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy fiction, and the science thereof. If you'd like to catch the other episode, you can go to thelabwithbrad.com. I should be careful. It's always a pain to edit it together with the music if I get all fancy about it. Oh, yeah. Yes, but uh, we are doing stuff about the science behind fantasy tropes and things that are you find in D&D and mm-hmm. so forth. And uh, we've got questions that were sent in. Uh, that's right. And yes. we've got today's question. Aha. In D&D, there's a charm spell which places one character's mind and will under the sway of another. Is there anything like mind control in nature? We also want to thank the Girls Who Don't D&D, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We just heard Corey. Yes, yes. Uh, you can find them by going to thegirlswhodontdnd.com, no apostrophe, and the letter N standing for and D&D. D&D. The short answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some examples. <laughs> do you now? <laughs> this is my third take. I have small technical difficulties. Uh, some of these are our old favorites, and some of them are new. Okay. So let's start with some viruses. Yes. Peculiarly. I, uh, oh, peculiar. I'm not sure I'm going to try and pronounce all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have an itis in it? <laughs> it infects insect larvae. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, when it infects a caterpillar, the caterpillar will start eating voraciously. Okay. And then instead of hiding where it normally does, it climbs up to the top of plants. Okay. And then its body dissolves and it drips down as bits of goo to infect new hosts. Wow. Does it have a common name of Hansel and Gretel? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fatten me up and, uh, yeah. Uh, Of course, there's also Toxoplasma or Toxoplasma (laughs) Gani. Titus. Everybody's heard of this one by now. Uh, It's primarily a host of cats. That's right. But then the uh, Udocytes. Just call them spores. Yeah. Get out from the cat's feces and then infect various other animals, including rodents, mm-hmm. a primary prey uh, item for cats. Oh, yeah. And it infects them. It even gets into their brains. Yes. And apparently, uh, there's all sorts of theories about how it does this, uh, including manipulating the dopamine levels. Mm-hmm. But it makes the rats and mice less cautious. Oh. Even in some cases, attracted to the th- things like cat urine, oh, um, which yeah. makes them much easier for cats to kill <laughs> and thus get the parasite back into cats. That makes me wonder about all the videos I've seen where the rat wins the fight with the cat. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maybe they're infected and they just, yeah, and the cat's just kind of a... Um, <laughs> I don't want a, a parasite. Just, yeah. All right, let's do some fungus. Fungus, yes. All right, there's the zombie ant fungus. That's my favorite. Yes, it usually occurs in tropical rainforests, mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of ants who live up in the canopy. Uh, they got their nests up there and their feeding paths for foraging paths. Cool, cool, cool. But when they are infected with this fungus, their bodies start to have spasms, oh. which causes them to fall from the canopy to the forest floor. Ah. Uh, apparently these ants are pretty robust because they seem to, you know, survive the fall. (laughs) (laughs) But then they start foraging around down there where Mm. the fungus is happier until one day it climbs up, finds a leaf, 
uh, clamps its mandibles into the underside of it, mm-hmm. dies, <laughs> <laughs> and then a stalk comes out of their neck. It's amazing. To yes. spread spores and infect other ants. Oh, it's just alien sort of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to some nematodes and flatworms and so forth. Uh-huh. Uh, the lancet liver fluke. The lancet liver fluke. It's a flatworm. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it lives in ruminants. Uh, that's Ruminants being you know, you. <laughs> grazers who have multi-chambered stomachs. Cows ah, being a, a nice example. Mm-hmm. That's their primary host. Then the cow will, you know, poop. <laughs> they do. Then it infects the snails who are feeding on the uh, cow's feces. Okay. And then the snails, in order to protect themselves, will extrude the fungus in little slime balls. Gross, okay. Which then get eaten by the ants. <laughs> okay. The tertiary, how do you say that? Tertiary. Tertiary host. And then the ants climb up to the top of plants, especially grass blades, so that they could be inadvertently eaten when the cows are grazing. Holy crap. It's a complicated one. Yeah, I, you said snails. I thought it was a different beast. Yeah. The uh, green banded brood sack. Oh. Infects snails. <laughs> <laughs> snails don't have a chance. <laughs> All those poor things. Their feeding behavior changes. They're normally nocturnal, mm-hmm. but now they're crawling around in the day. And instead of hiding under rocks, they're up on the top of plants. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> and one of their eye stalks. Mm-hmm. This is just awful. Swells up and starts to pulsate. Wow, yes. It's even kind of banded, thus the name banded brood sack, mm-hmm. so that it looks even more like some kind of caterpillar. <laughs> over here. Over over here. And it wriggles around, so the birds go, ooh, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> I think and then it gets the into the birds. The birds are the uh, primary host. Okay. Uh, when they poop, the snails come and feed on it, mm-hmm. and then that nightmare happens. Yes. <laughs> Four things. <laughs> hmm. From Costa Rica. Let's go with a wasp. Let's do that. Okay. So this one wasp will plant its egg into a spider. Okay, yes. And then the spider is being fed upon. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's hemoglobin. Okay. It, it's equivalent to blood and some of the muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. Can't be comfortable for the spider. But eventually the larva secretes a chemical <laughs> <laughs> that causes the spider to build a cocoon. It does what now? It causes the spider to make a cocoon to climb in and die. And then, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah. And that protects the larva until it's ready to come out as a full wasp. It's just hacking their brain. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then we got some flies who infect fire ants. Mm-hmm. Okay. They start by laying an egg in their thorax or implanting an egg into their thorax. Mm-hmm. The egg hatches, mm-hmm. and the larva crawls up into their head. <laughs> okay. Where it feeds on muscle, blood, and brain tissue. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the ants leave their colony. They leave their nest mm-hmm. and can crawl for, uh, well, one article said up to 50 meters away. What is that in, in Footland? Uh, Far away. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> into the sort of moist, mulchy area that the flies love. Mm, At which point, the ant's head falls off. (laughs) (laughs) And then about two weeks later, the adult fly emerges from the head. The head is the cocoon. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
We've got uh, mammals, insects, nematodes, uh, viruses, and mm. various creatures being affected. Oh, what about things that affect humans? Right, because that's the actual spell. Right? We talked about that yes. <laughs> on Monday. Our sponsors today include old houses, expensive repairs, and exploding batteries. That's right. I heard of that. Oh, and the smell. <sighs> yeah, uh, we, we have a, a pump to keep our basement from flooding. Mm -hmm. It has a backup battery. Yes. And the battery exploded. Yes. Catastrophic battery failure. The guy who came in to service it, uh, he said uh, he's been doing this for nine years and only seen it four times, did including our house. So I guess we win. Right, <laughs> right I guess. It, I mean, did he say, did he guess at all? Because any of my guesses are going to be, you know, complete guesses as opposed to service man who's seen it once or twice. Seen it once or twice. It's a iron sulfide battery, just like car batteries. Oh, okay. And if they get corroded and start, uh, they can build up hydrogen inside them mm -hmm. until they go boom. Right. So, but shouldn't there be a spark or something? Like, I don't know. No idea. It was It old, is though. a battery. Uh, there's a high, high probability of a spark. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But we're talking about uh, mind control. Which has Charms, nothing to do with batteries. <laughs> nothing to do with batteries whatsoever, unless they're trying to get you to buy them. Uh, this is uh, continuing with uh, the science behind D&D and fantasy fiction. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. so mind control is a real control. thing. So yeah, by the time they get to this Monday segment, we will have been going to have talked about some <laughs> mind control that occurs in things like insects <laughs> and uh, gastropods and rodents. Yes. So yes. I thought I'd talk a little bit about mind control for humans. I was wondering. Which, yes. Uh, might comfort you to know that it's difficult to do, ah. and the results are um, not certain. Well, <laughs> what about all those war films? You know, it's like always the like the Manchurian Candidate. It's, uh, yeah. Say what we say when we say it. <laughs> say it again, and you can go home to your Some toys. Some guy sat in a chair with music, and his eyelids are propped open, and the, and the filming and the whatever is playing at them. Oh, yeah. Okay, before we get that dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about magicians and mentalists. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who uh, this is more manipulation than mind control, but they got a whole bag of tricks designed to get you to focus on something and miss something else. Yeah, yeah. Misdirection. Uh, I could go, this is a whole topic in and of itself. We could do a whole episode on this. Good. Probably several. But let's just use one example, mm -hmm. which was on a documentary about this sort of thing. Okay. Uh, they were showing several cards held up on sticks okay. and asked the viewer to pick one at random. That sounds good. Right. And then it would come back and say, you probably picked this card. Okay. Now, the trick there was that the card that they said you probably picked was the only one that was moving. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, actually. It was waving back and forth slightly. There's a, a game uh, called Old Maid or something like that. You're trying to get them to pick the Joker. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. And if you slightly wiggle the card while they're trying to make their selection, you've got two or three in your hand. Uh, yeah, they tend to go for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's another effect going on here. Um now, that movement drawing your attention, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. But they've given you this factoid that most people will choose that card, mm -hmm. right? If you just plop a bunch of people in front of a screen and have them choose one at random, mm -hmm. then a certain percentage of them will pick the card you say they're going to pick. That's true, right? right? Okay. And yeah. then they'll feel silly because, oh, I've been manipulated. Mm -hmm. Anybody who doesn't pick it gets to feel a little superior. Oh, you can't manipulate me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in neither case does anybody go, wait a minute. 
<laughs> Statistics. <laughs> <laughs> One of the factoidists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, next. Hypnosis. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the jury is kind of still out on this one. Mm-hmm. It is a heightened state of focus. Yeah. Uh, decrease in peripheral awareness and increased suggestibility. Yes. It's that suggestibility that smacks of mind control. That's what they're banking Except on. It's get you to quit weak. smoking. Weak. <laughs> it's really weak. Uh, like you can watch a stage show, mm-hmm. and every now and then, when somebody is told uh, you're a chicken or something, mm-hmm. and they just don't. <laughs> yeah. Because they just don't want to. And as far as suggestions go, <laughs> it really actually doesn't help you quit smoking. Oh. Yeah. It's turned out not to work for that <laughs> or to lose weight. Uh, has shown some efficacy in the treatment of menopausal symptoms, which is weird. That's wild, really. Yeah, this is right up there with the placebo. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, huh. Uh, there is something it can do, though, which is uh, cause you unconsciously to alter or even fabricate memories. Ooh. Well, don't we kind of... Hmm. Don't we kind of do that anyway? Right, yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> we have an imper- imperfect perception of the yes, world. Uh, even if you have uh, what they used to call photographic mer- uh, memory, mm-hmm. nowadays more often referred to as an eidetic memory, uh-huh. it's not perfect. They, too, can get details wrong and even fabricate memories. Mm-hmm. Now, it actually happens to us all the time. If you are listening to the girls who don't D&D. Uh-huh. You will see several examples of that as the girls desperately try to remember what it is they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> remember that one time we were in the place we'd never been? <laughs> <laughs> and Corey's in there stirring the pot. Corey uh, has told me privately, and uh, he's mentioned in some of the background stuff on the, their Patreon page, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, he has studied the way magicians and mentalists manipulate people mm-hmm. in order to lead the girls down the primrose path, as it were. Nice. Now, there's nothing malicious in what he's doing. You know, he's he's just trying to make the game fall out. Right? <laughs> trying to tell a story here. <laughs> I prepared all these segments. People have been recording for years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there could be trouble with uh, these fabricated memories. And you can do it on purpose. There were some experiments done where they'd show somebody a film of somebody who comes out and starts an altercation. Oh, okay. Right? And then they would ask questions about what you saw. Like, was his jacket red or blue? Oh, okay. And, you know, some people would say red. Some people would say blue. You go back and look at the original film. The guy's not even wearing a jacket. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's not fair. <laughs> hmm. As close as we get to uh, mental control of humans. And uncomfortably close at that. <laughs> I, I feel very uncomfortable right now. This is, uh, say something funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> banana. <laughs> so there are actually a lot of ways to influence the uh, mind and motivation of humans. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a lot of those get kind of dark. Uh, just, for example, uh, torture. Uh, yes. Threats. Yeah. Forced uh-huh. addiction. Uh, oh, but that's okay. as dark yeah. as we need to get there. Uh, but speaking of addiction. <laughs> <laughs> On a brighter side. If you addiction. Squ- <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> On a brighter side. <laughs> if you squint at it right, hmm. there are some plants that have hacked humans. Oh, yeah. Have a very strong uh, effect on our behavior and our mental landscape. 
especially the ones we can get addicted to, like tobacco. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is bad for you, but ironically was important in the history of discovering microbe and pathogens and viruses. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, the plants, there's a lot more tobacco on this planet than there would be if we didn't like smoking it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> There's one more thing I want to talk about that affects humans. Mm -hmm. And this may indeed be the source of folktales like vampires, zombies, and werewolves. Oh. Because mm -hmm. it's rabies. Oh, rabies, yes. Rabies. All these folktales, some monstrous form of humans bite other humans mm -hmm. who then start to do the same thing. Right, yeah. Well, in rabies, <laughs> 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 what actually happens is it infects your brain. And causes encephalitis. Your brain starts to swell. Oh, goodness. And that causes uh, various blood flow issues in your brain. That's a problem. Sometimes you just go into being paralyzed and you die well, without I'd... showing other symptoms. But uh, it's common for very thick saliva to be produced. Okay. Which is already hacked us. Yeah. And that's where the virus lives to be transmitted. Uh -huh. It also greatly increases aggressive behavior <laughs> so that animals, including humans, uh -huh. are more likely to bite other potential hosts. <laughs> but they, nyang, don't, nyang. they don't get the slow wandering. Yeah, where's the zombie walk? Like, because uh, I saw Cujo. That dog was coming. <laughs> that was, yeah, coming straight for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. <laughs> what about seeing in the dark? Yes, yeah. But we'll talk about that mm -hmm. next time. See you then. Bye.